Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Yes, sir. We're back. We're back. G-Man's got them flows that's replenishing. And grams of that drove, that's my medicine. I've never been uh, afraid of other MCs because I diminish them. Mortal Kombat say to mine, nigga, because I finish it. I'm a creep so deep like a heartbeat, like a bench player. Man, you never want to start me. Not hardly do you ever scar me. Still, I smoke blunts like I was with Bob Marley. It's ungodly how I go hard. See. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. H-Cubed up in this biatch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back with another episode this week another album review but before we get into that i just want to say r.i.p my man chadwick boseman yes sir uh wakanda forever you yes. know what i mean he's, king t'challa he's, himself yes sir yes sir um you know he I, and, and it's without a doubt that you know obviously him being the first black superhero at least for you know today's generation to see mm-hmm. uh, everybody when they saw uh chadwick it was the black panther especially kids you know kids yeah. they, they saw him and obviously he was much more than that you know he he performed or he, he did uh 42 which i think is a jackie robinson movie yep uh he did a couple other movies um i know he was in uh a couple of the jordan peele or one of the jordan peele movies mm-hmm. he was he was definitely a a, a very prominent and rising actor exactly. that none of us knew he had cancer and that's the crazy part about yeah, it yeah he kept it away from everybody for four years now my question because just because it's the nerd in me i want to yeah. know was that you know something that disney knew about like i'm assuming it was oh, something yeah. that he would yeah. have had to tell disney about because they did they were planning on a black panther too and all that other stuff and i know that they would have probably still planned it but it's just like how do you kind of do that now because i mean chadwick was the face i mean this nigga literally the king of wakanda black yeah. panther the first black superhero to have their own fucking movie big time multi-million dollar jump and now he's gone yeah, no. Um, I, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I, I'm not super big on comic books, but even just off of the, uh, if it was any other situation, I would feel the same way. And I don't think they should do a second movie because I, I feel like, for one, I, I don't think it would do good. I feel like people wouldn't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. And for two, I just feel like it, it's just a weird. It would be a weird feeling watching. It. Like, this isn't, this isn't who I was introduced to as, you know, the Very Black true. Panther. For especially for a lot of the younger kids, you yeah. know, who had probably never heard of of Black Panther until the movie came out. Very true. Now, what they could do, I don't want to get too far off topic, but what they could do is that they could have his sister do it. Because in the comic books, uh, his sister Shuri, the tech genius, becomes Mm. Black Panther when he's incapacitated and can't do so. So Uh. there is an avenue for them to do that. But, I mean, there's just so much story changing that they would have to do at this point. You know, good good luck to Marvel with whatever it is that they do decide to do. But, like, it's it's going to be it's 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 a rough one out here this morning. Oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely. You know, we we unfortunately I found this out right before I went to sleep last night, and it was just like a really weird thing to you know process right when I'm about to go to sleep. Exactly. You know what I mean? So definitely, big respects and RIP to the man, the legend, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yep. You know, definitely touched all of our hearts, and you know, condolences to your family. Exactly. Well, with that being said, you know we're gonna get into the uh, album review of this week, which is the Brat Funkified. Yep. Which was one of the albums that you actually suggested uh, for this week? Yes, sir. Um, I don't know. Like, what? What, what do you? How did you? When did you first hear this album? 
You know, give, give me give me your background behind this album. I want to say I heard this album around 1995. Like it, I think it came out in 94, but mm-hmm. I heard it probably around 95. It was actually the, the second CD that I ever purchased. Oh, nice. Uh, right behind the Notorious B.I.G. Ready to Die. <laughs> so these literally were my two first rap albums and my first two albums, period. Yeah, um, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. So it has a special place in my heart. I've just always thought that this album was smooth as shit. I always thought that the Brat was one of the best uh, female female rappers to ever do it in the game i mean she was she was always more gangster than she was female like she didn't yeah. really try Hell to go yeah. on her female shit and of course you know back in the day everybody assumed but like we, we didn't nobody really knew for sure uh right, but right. then of course you know recently she's come out and you know yeah gotten married and blah 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 but back in the day she was just literally one of the hardest females to spit but i also think that she was um she was looked over because it was like a transition period where you went from like uh, MC Light and uh, Queen Latifah rocking everybody out and being right. really the only two biggest female rappers outside of like Salt and Pepper or whatever. Um, right, right, right. And then you go, you had that lull where there she was, and then you had right after her the bit the, the the little kims the foxy browns the eve they all came out right after that so she just kind of missed that era by a teeny teeny bit like she literally was the start of that era and i mean like one of the things that i always said is like that era kind of was summed up in that song ladies night the the remix that mm-hmm. Lil kim did because mm-hmm. you had the brat who came before all of them then you had kim who was one of the biggest at the time left eye who was a big pop star but was mm-hmm. also a rapper you know and then missy elliott who was really just up and coming in music at that point so like it was a good combination of everyone who yeah. was still hot and relevant at that point or respected in the game because i don't know if at when the time ladies night came out the brat had kind of like slowed down on her mm-hmm. on the amount of music that she was putting out but not nah, like this this album i've always fucked with it again like it holds a special place in my heart and here i am rambling so let's just go ahead <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey nah hey look man um you know obviously uh this is Album I honestly had never heard of. I had heard of the Brat before. I'd heard of her name mentioned when people bring up, uh, you know, woman MCs. Yeah. Uh, especially when they're, when they're referring to the '90s and shit like that. So I definitely heard of the Brat, but I had just never actually listened to her. Didn't know her background. Didn't know she's from Chicago. Didn't know she goes this hard on all of her songs. Mm-hmm. Even the ones, even the ones that are like super like funky and like you know got kind of like a dancey kind of exactly. feel to them. If you listen to the lyrics, you're like, yo. This bitch will smoke you, dog. I'm telling you. <laughs> There's no way around it. She will fucking. She's about it. So I, I really appreciated that listening to the uh, to the album. Um, I feel like that's one of the things that like a lot of I know a lot of dudes ignorantly say this kind of shit that they can't listen to female rappers because of the the female topics and it's not as hard as the guys. Well, you have no excuse not to listen to to um, the rap because that's. She's just as hard as a lot of dudes. So, oh yeah, definitely. You know what I mean, and, and I'm sure she says that in a lot of her in a lot of these songs. Like she's, I'm just as hard as a lot of you niggas. Oh, so. she mentions it a few times. <laughs> yeah, nah, she does, she does. But fuck it, man. Let, let, let's dive right into this, gun though. All right, bet. All right, um, well, number one, uh, the first track is called "The Shit You Can't Fuck With." I love this song. I think it's the shit. I mean, literally, it just like takes an old funk like mm. bassy background or uh like sample and it just plays the whole shit um yeah. i think it was a great introduction of what to expect from this album because it starts out with this vibe and pretty yeah. much sticks through this vibe just pumps it up as you go out all throughout the album so i i think that the um the beat is a is a little dated looking back on yeah. it now going back and giving yeah. it a thorough you know hardcore listen uh but it still bumps so it works for me no i i agree um 
I, I I think it's a really good intro. I think the little intro at the beginning, you know, promise to give you the funk. It's like her mm-hmm. her vow that the whole album is gonna be a funky ass album. So I, I I feel like that was a really dope uh, interlude, and then you know the song comes in, and I feel like it's a really dope song. Like I said, it kind of sets the, the pace for the for the whole album, and uh, immediately it comes firing, you know, off the off the break. You know, she just comes hard from the very first song. Even though this is kind of like a more of a slower paced beat, but she definitely uh, came strong on this joint. So I definitely, I think this is a really good uh, song song to start off the track or, or the album and a good first song for me to even hear the brat. So I'm telling you, I, I mean, what, the first line of the cor- or the chorus says it all. It says, it's the B-R-A-T, the new lady with that shit she can't, can't fuck, fuck with. with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Immediately she's saying like, yo, y'all cannot fuck with me. So it's kind of like, and, and again, you know, typically... I know a lot of guys, like I said, ignorantly will expect girls to, or, or, you know, female rappers to kind of be talking about certain shit, not necessarily being this hard, but I, I just feel like that, that's a dope ass line to start up the joint with. It's like, yo, y'all can't fuck with me. I'm new in here and, and y'all still can't fuck with me. Exactly. I'm a rookie and y'all can't fuck with me. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, nah, dope. Definitely, definitely, uh, a dope song. All right. I agree. So number two, it is for all of y'all. Mm-hmm. And, I think this is really where like the funkiness of the album comes in as far as like instrumental wise and beat wise and shit like that. I, I really, I really like this song. I think it was a dope second song for the track. And yeah, it's a dope song. All right. Well, one of the things that uh, I didn't realize until I went back and was looking up, I was looking up something on the album on you on Wikipedia. It turns out that Candy Burris actually sings the chorus of the song. She's the one who's singing on this joint. <laughs> so for all of y'all, for all of y'all. Yep. That, that part? Mm-hmm. Hey, that's one thing that I realized that there's no uh, credits for features on here. None at all. Which is why I was just like, Candy, Candy. And then I looked it up and it was Candy Burris. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, let me go back and look at the rest of this album. Because there was a couple of on here that I didn't I didn't realize, you know, who the person was at all. So but we'll be honest. I don't know who Candy Burris is. Candy Burris is one of the um the Real Housewives. And she was also in the singing group SW. Was it S- no, not SWV. Um, Escape with uh, okay. T.I.'s wife, Tiny. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Uh, but now, nah, yeah, this joke <clears throat> for all y'all, uh, funky ass fucking beat. For real, this is, this is the type of shit that hit, that hit hard in the 90s. Like, period. Like, in the early 90s, hip hop yeah. was all about this. Everybody was all about trying to have that real funky ass sound, but bringing that hard shit to it. I mean, it's a lot like Snoop later on in the, in the 2000s when he kind of went through his little funk era. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was very, very similar. So, um, I, I, I think it was a really good, I mean, again, I just think this album does an incredible job of sampling. Oh, yeah, yeah, not nah, definitely, definitely to the point where, um, it almost doesn't sound like a sample. I feel like that, that's the, that's the key thing about a sample is that, like, you can't pick up what song they're sampling or I feel like it's, it, you know, that, that's when it's done very well, typically. Exactly. So, so yeah, now nah, I think, I think again, two for two so far for me on this album, uh, really dope second track. Yes, sir. Now, number three, fire it up. Um, I think that the beat on this joke is dope. <clears throat> it's very, very hard hitting. Like, there's nothing that you can doubt about this joke. It's really, really lyrical. And the fucking brat, like, she switch, she splits, uh, bad. she switches up her flow a lot during this jump. And it's, it's another, it's just another thing to let you see how versatile she actually is. Yes, she can sound hard. Yes, she can, you know, give you good bars, but she can also switch up the bars and still make it sound good. Cause like from one, one thing that I've learned recently is that not a lot of niggas can actually do that, especially newer niggas. Nah, for sure. For sure. And, and again, this is, you know, a slower beat. You know what I mean? It's a more mellow beat. Cause you know, it's, it's 
tip, pretty much just the weed song yeah, of the album. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and, and the brat. And this is another thing that I can appreciate that she talks a lot about. She, she, she sprinkles in a lot of weed talk throughout most of, most of these songs. Mm-hmm. So she's definitely a, a big chiefer and has her own weed anthem in this song. Yes, sir. So you know, I, you know, I fuck with this song. I think it was a really dope song. I think the little in the background was dope. It kind of gives it that. Yeah, yeah. it kind of just dog. I I want to smoke this. I want to smoke to this song in the nineties, dog. I want to smoke <laughs> Reggie to this song. <laughs> <laughs> them big ridiculous Reggie Blunts. <laughs> yeah, like ridiculous shits that only get you halfway high, but you that's the only thing you know. So that's that, like that's what this felt like. It it felt like a nineties music video, like almost like facts. That, that stuff. Big facts. So, so, I had never thought so, about that before. No, nah, I don't know why. I don't know why, but that, that's kind of how it felt. Obviously a more mellow song, but again, I think it was a nice change of pace. Um, and a really dope song Like you said It showed a lot of versatility In the song And even though it was a weed song It was kind of like A storytelling song About how mm-hmm. we do How we do Where where we where I come from This is how yeah. we Like you know You said in the summertime It's a pool In the winter It's a smoke hole Like <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Nah yeah Nah she's This song was really dope Like you said It, it was more than just Glamorizing weed It was it was actually structured And had a lot of You know Different layers to it So that, that shit was dope Yeah for sure uh, so going on to the number to number four, which is the the t- title track, Funkified. Another kind of like a slower kind of beat song, but it brings the funk back into it with uh with the um the singing on the hook as well. And I, I like this song. Um, I, I think it was a dope song, and it got, again it kind of fits back into the mode of of what the uh, number two and number well not necessarily number three, but most of the, the rest of the album kind of feels like. Yeah. So I feel like this this definitely kind of goes back to the whole. No funky shit, obviously, with the, with the song being called Funkified. But I think it was a dope song. I liked, I liked the hook a lot. I liked the, um, I'm not sure who it was, but I liked the, the singing on it. It was Jermaine Dupree. Oh, was it? Yeah. Is that is that who's singing all, all the the? Because he said she calls him Jay. I think. I think. Is that who's singing? Because there's there's a couple guys that are singing. Like in, I think it's number. Uh... No, yeah, he. I don't think he's singing the chorus, but I have no idea who is. I just know that he's the other voice that you hear on the album. I mean, on the song, because you oh, know, no, at one laughing. point, it's like. Brett is the fantastic romantic singer. Yeah. Like that's that's Jermaine right there, but who's actually singing? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, cuz cuz I you know I wrote down I was like, yeah, uh, it's kind of like a duet kind of thing where they kind of switch off like yeah. the little Styles P Jada Kiss type of thing. But I didn't know who the dude was. So I was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's a nice duet with unknown dude. Unknown <laughs> Definitely dude. Jermaine Dupree. She was big to his puffy. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, dog. Like, like, was he kind of like, was he in the background uh, in that time, or was he kind of like out there, you know, kind of like a, a big uh, puff? He was more out there, like puff. Like we knew him because he was all in the videos, and he had, I mean, he had his own album. Um, I mean, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like 1492 or 14. I don't remember. It has like some date in it. Uh, but that's where the song uh, Money Ain't a Thing with Jay-Z came from. Right. Um, it came from that album. But it's like, I think that's the only album he actually put out himself. So he wasn't quite as bad as Puffy. But back in the day, you could hear him like on a, on, on one of his artist songs. It wasn't like a rare thing. Oh, OK. Yeah. OK. Yeah, no, but definitely, um, again, number four, dope song kind of a little bit slower song but i fuck with it it's just a very mellow chill song and it kind of adds to what i was saying to you before the show started that it's a real easy listen you know what i mean it's a very chill easy just easy listen and you know can't ask for more than that exactly 
All right. Uh, well, number five, May the Funk Be With You, uh, which features someone law called Latasha Scott. I think that this beat is okay. I don't think it's, I don't never really think it's been like a, a really, really special type beat. It still hits, but I just, like, you know, it's, it's an okay beat compared to some of the others on the album. But I think lyrically, this song is still vicious as fuck. So like, there's, there's nothing bad about the track again it's one of those tracks that i can get over the beat like you know not really messing with the beat too much because it's so lyrically tight yeah um i, I actually like the beat i like the little little ooh, like the little high pitch thing in the background yeah, the synthesizer but, shit yeah the synthesizer i really like that um but what i really liked was the transition between the last song and this song how it kind of like fades out mm-hmm. number four functified yep and then uh, number five, made a funk be with you. It starts off with her spitting. Like it kind of, I don't know. It's really, I, I feel like the way that they did that, the, the the sequencing of that was really nice. Like it starts off with her spitting before the before the beat actually even drops. Yeah. So I feel like that was really dope in that in that sense. And just all in all, I, I actually like the song. I like the hook on the joint. Uh, you know, and it's just a dope song. Really yeah. dope song. Very dope uh, song. I was gonna say that there's just so many synthesizers used in this joint, so yeah. it just screams, "Nigga, I'm old." Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, it, it definitely screams 1997 for sure. Yeah, at least, sure. Or maybe even 1996. Yep. But but yeah, nah, dope song. And I I like the beat. I like the beat. It it was it was a little simple, and I, but but I, what I really like was a little, the little eerie synthesizers in the background. A lot. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. No, they were actually pretty dope. But all right, so let's go on to uh, number six, which is uh, "Ain't No Thing." And this was kind of, this, this is actually one of the songs that, one of the only songs that I had a little bit of an issue with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it starts off with the, you know, I don't know if it was Patois, but Patois sounding verse. Yeah. Again, I don't know who it was. It's some guy but, called YT. Yeah. I don't know who the hell YT is, but oh, shout out to him. But, but again, you know, obviously she comes in later, but the problem I had with that was that I feel like there was four verses in the song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I just feel like it was it was a little bit too long. Like after after the Brad's second verse, I would have been cool with the song being cut off right there. Yeah. But it was, it just felt like it dragged on a little bit too long to me. But uh overall it was an alright song to me. Yeah, no, it was an alright song. I, I still think that uh the the chorus is vicious, especially with the scratching uh that's in it. But like even uh YT's verse, like I, I had problems following it like i'm not even gonna lie like he's just like he has that type of like i guess gravelly ass voice where it just makes mm. it hard to understand what motherfuckers are saying but right. i mean like I, I always thought that the song was pretty dope it, it actually sounds like a, a kind of a west coast vibe like it was kind almost of. like a like an attempt to be dr dre back in the early 90s you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i mean i always thought that that that's kind of what besides the patois on the track obviously but it like st- that stands out on this album because yeah. not many songs have that that sound, that vibe. No, yeah, for sure. Another thing that I, I wrote down was that, like, it, I know this is what a lot of, particularly New York rappers, I don't know if maybe it's everybody from the 90s, but, like, it, I just find it funny how, like, back in the day, they used to say for the 9-5 or for the 9-7. Like, it wasn't, I don't know, like, that was just, like, a thing back in the day where it was, like, you wouldn't say, yeah, we not, it's 1997, or it would be like, yeah, we... We out here nine seven man, da, 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 da. and it's just I don't know. I just find that kind of funny. This yeah, year. I think that like, stopped like around like the the two thousands. I mean, I, it would be kind of weird to say yeah. I mean, oh no, people would say oh two, oh three. Did they really? I don't really remember too many people saying it like that. No, yeah, for sure. Like like you hyphen it out. Like you do like oh three. Remember back in oh three when da da da. I'm definitely, no, I've definitely said that. Okay. Maybe not, maybe not like further down the line to like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah. Or something. Like, oh seven or oh eight. Like, but 
But 03, 02, it kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit. True, true, you know? true. But like the 99 in the 2000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that was like a thing that, like, kids these days will never, ever even understand this conversation we're having right now. And it's like kind of blows my mind. Why are you guys just shouting out the date? Like, yeah, 9 I, 7. What does that mean? I don't, I don't understand. What? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, that shit. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to number seven. <laughs> number seven, come get some. Featuring Mac Daddy, one of the the duo that makes up the group crisscross mm. i'm trying to remember i think it's the dark skin one not the light skin one but i wasn't in the crisscross so i really don't remember them specific. i remember i remember John, was this was John. crisscross beat like early 90s oh yeah they were early 90s because it was they were like little kids when they came out they were like bow wow age mm. when they first came out together and i think they had like maybe one or two albums and then they had an album where they were kind of like in their teens or like their early 20s and then they just kind of right. faded out after that i think so like their their lore was probably like the young oh yeah it was definitely like the little kids i mean chris cross and make you jump jump yeah, like it's, it, there was yeah. no real gangster shit in it until they tried to get older <laughs> and this is and a, it's like it's like we can't take the the little niggas that was talking about jump jump seriously when they're talking about gangster shit exactly and then as you can see on this verse he was not talking about no little kid <laughs> shit he was trying to be on his gangster shit now yeah. me personally for this song i think that the dope is vicious as fuck and again it sounds a little west coast for me yeah the beat i don't know if you said it i heard you say the dope was the dope was vicious dog yeah man yeah man <laughs> let me get that hot bag <laughs> <laughs> But no, the, the, no. the dope was vicious. I mean, I need a hot bag. <laughs> yeah, My bad if that's what I fucking said because I could have said it. I mix up words. Hey, right yeah, now. who knows? <laughs> but no, the beat was real vicious on this joint. It sounds West Coast as shit. Uh, mm -hmm. Max verse, like I said, is okay, but it's not fantastic. But again, like I didn't expect uh, a child rapper who became like older and is now trying to be gangster at that point to yeah. really have a great verse. But I mean, he carried his own on it enough to be entertaining. At least, you know, you get a little older and you're just like, mm, could have done without that or yeah, could have done nah, with sure. someone else. But it is what it is. <laughs> the yeah. album's like almost 30 years old or some shit like right, that. Right, right. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever. But um, the Bratz verses killed him. She killed both verses. She yeah. decimated Max. She left that nigga to dust. That's probably why he rapped first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely think that on this joint, the Bratz second verse was better than her first. Like, it was just way harder. She just mm. went in. It was just like, all right, nigga, let's go. I got my second breath. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, for sure, for sure. For me, um, one of the first things that I guess obviously popped out to me was the beat. Like you said, a very West Coast sounding beat. It almost sounds like you could hear like an easy e on this type of beat. Or, you know, obviously another West Coast rapper, any any kind of West Coast rapper, but it definitely, definitely had that West Coast vibe to it. Yeah. It reminded me of, I don't know if you know, did, were you big on Beanie, Beanie Siegel? Oh, yeah, I love Beanie. Uh, you've heard, uh, you know, on Purple Rain yes. on the beat coming. Mm -hmm. It's that, like little, like the guitar twang. You're right. It you're sounds right. exactly the same. You're right. So, so I, I was like, hold on, because I remember, you know, you know how that joint it has a little sample. It's like in the rain. Mm -hmm. Dun 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 dun. I wonder. I wonder that if they used the same sample. Huh? I wonder if it was from the same sample. No, no, that, that's why I was thinking. I was like, dog, it has to be the same sample yeah. because the the guitar twang. I, I don't even know if that's what it's called, but the little wah, 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 yeah. that shit sounds exactly the same 
as the drone on the beat coming. So it reminded me of that. And it was just crazy because I hadn't heard, I haven't listened to Beanie Siegel in fucking forever. So it was just kind of crazy that that shit kind of triggered that. Yeah. But nonetheless, like I said, you know, very funky, psychedelic, you know, kind of feel to the whole guitar thing. And yeah, she killed both of her verses. You know, um, I, th- I think the song was dope and uh, yeah, dope overall song. Yes, sir. All right, let's go to. Uh, oh, actually, it's your turn, my bad. Yeah, and, uh, number eight, which is uh, mind blowing, mm-hmm. uh, which is the second to last song. Um, and this is kind of like more of like a, you know, obviously back to the whole funky shit, kind of like a dance type of party vibe to it a little bit. Yeah, I, I like the hook on it. Very again, it kind of goes back to what what she was doing early on in the album, and it kind of brings it back together. I feel so. I, I think it was a dope song. I do too. I, I love this beat. Probably one of my favorite beats from, from the album. I don't know if it was particularly taken from an old funk song or if it was maybe something that they made themselves. I'm, I'm not sure, but I love this fucking beat. And I think that the chorus is pretty fucking catchy too. Yeah. And it's just like a very chill ass song. Like both verses are completely solid. Um, and there was like, there wasn't much JD on the track this time. Like he just came in and said a couple of random things, mm-hmm. which is like what he really did on a lot of music back in the day. He wasn't like puffy trying to get verses and shit like that completely. Yeah. But nah, mind blowing is a, is a solid ass track. And honestly, even though the, the beat sounds a little old, I don't think it sounds as dated as some of the other beats on this track. Like it could sound like it's somebody could have put it out like a couple of years ago and it would sound yeah. completely relevant. Have you ever heard of this, this girl named, uh, Nao? I think it's, it's pronounced. Nao, I think, and I think it's N A O. Nah, I've never this, heard of this, her. This uh, this chick from uh, from London, but um, she does a lot of like funk, kind of like modern kind of type shit, and and this beat kind of reminded of something like that. So I, I agree with you on that. That I feel like it has like a little bit more of like a, it doesn't sound as dated as like some of the some of the other song, some of the other beats on this joint. Yeah, and and, and I agree. I I think it does almost sound like it could just be a funk beat from the ni- early 90s or whenever you know funk was popping yeah because um that, that's that's the thing that kind of came to mind that it kind of reminded me of like a older kind of song except we're rapping over it exactly you know what i mean and, and that's 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 what i feel like was so unique about this album at least to me you know i i had personally never heard uh you know too much anything like this so it was it was, it was really dope i, I like it i like it a lot Good. um no i think like again i just think that Everything about this song was dope. I have no problems with mind blowing. Again, I think it's um, it kind of leads well into the last track, which yeah. we, we can yeah, go ahead and go to now. Transition, nigga. Hey, uh, <laughs> the last track is "Give It to You." Um, it's probably the one of the biggest tracks, like if not like the lead track off this album. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, and it's funky as shit i'm sorry this song is classic as fuck to me this beat may sound a little old to you but to me it sounds like it could be used by anybody right now because it but i think that the beat has a really nice simplicity to it it doesn't do a whole lot it just takes a very little bit and just makes it work plus the lyrics to it and the back and forth because they have a little bit of back and forth on this joint too uh her yeah. and jd but i i think that this is an incredibly tr- chill track incredibly good vibe that you get from this track and i think yeah. it was a great way to end the album no i agree i agree um i feel like you either end the album with a bang or you kind of you know kind of bring it together in a slower kind of beat which is kind of what this song is kind of like a slower type of joint the one thing i will say that i wasn't the biggest fan of was the hook I yeah. feel like the hook was a little robotic sounding a little bit at times. And I don't know. It was just kind of, I'm gonna give it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I I know that that kind of fit what, what, what I guess they were trying to do here, but I just wasn't the biggest fan of it. Oh, yeah. And know- this, this is, this, before I forget, this, this is one of the things that um, when I was talking to you about the whole computer love shit, 
this and the last song it kind of reminded me of that that style like the computer love mm -hmm. type of because because they were using uh I don't, whoever was doing the uh the singing in the background mm -hmm. uh, was using the little you know either, either yeah. auto tune or the vocal quarter or whatever that's just called exactly um it kind of reminded me a lot of there was a lot of funk elements in, in in this song and obviously throughout the whole album but you know yeah now i have to say that there this was a, like a lot of songs in the 90s where this is the the radio edit of or this is not the radio edit of this song like there's another version that they play it on the radio where is it shortened or not really it's about the same length but the beat is just a little bit different i have to find it and send it to you really because mm -hmm. i mean so, I, I i have distinctly two versions of this song in my head and i'm just like okay i know that there was a change up for the radio because i want to say that the chorus is a little bit different for the radio version hold on would it be different on a music video i think the video is the the version oh yeah, it is yeah. different yep there you go I mean, it's not entirely different. Not entirely. Like I said, it's just a little bit of the beat is different. And yeah. a little bit of the chorus is different because it's not that. Like, yeah, it has that little computer-ish thing to it, to mm -hmm. the chorus. But it's not just that because you got people singing in the background. Yeah. You think they couldn't clear the sample? I don't know. Possibly. But I mean, like I said, like Biggie did that with One More Chance. The album version is way different than the radio version. Uh, Big uh -huh. Pun had... Um, Still not a player that he created off of. I'm not a player, which yeah. was the original joint. You know what I'm saying? Which was right, the radio right. hit. So you know, there's it, it just happened to be a thing with some some rappers in their songs that they came out with. They just had a another more a little I guess a little more vibey, a little more smoothish song version of the song that they put out for the radio. How, how do you feel about that? I mean, it's cool, oh. but it's just like. Back in the day, they weren't always putting the radio version, which is the one that you grew to love because you heard it all the yeah, time. Yeah, they didn't put yeah. that on the album. So you get the album and you're like, okay, yeah, I rock with this version too, but like, I want to hear the radio version. Hey, that, <laughs> and it's crazy because it, it wasn't like you could just fucking pull out your phone and look it up on YouTube. Mm -mm, you know, yeah. you just had to hope that you got in the car at the right time. Exactly. And <laughs> or else you had to be somebody with no fucking life and be able to sit in front of the radio and try and hit that record button. Record button, yeah. <laughs> And try and stop it before the DJ started talking too much hey, to the end of the song. <laughs> I caught that that era right at its end, let me just say. And I remember that shit like, like no tomorrow, dog. And it was just crazy because that was the actual thing where you were like, all right. As soon as you hear the beat start, and, you, and the thing is, you don't know when it's coming. Mm -mm. You kind of just have to hope that it's coming when you're sitting there. Stay ready like, so you ain't had I, to get I, ready, I, nigga. <laughs> and, and I guarantee you, most niggas is tapes like that because they were definitely tapes back then. Where we're missing like the first ten seconds of the song. I oh, guarantee easily. it easily because you're like, oh shit, let me get. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So you might you might miss the first half of the chorus in the first part of the song by the time you play the joint, but. That's the struggle we lived in back then. Basically, and thank God that y'all don't got to do it. We nah. we crawled so y'all niggas could walk. Hey, there you go. <laughs> All right, so what are your overall thoughts of the album? Look, man, I, I think it was a really dope album. To be honest, I think it's one of my favorite, definitely fa one of my favorite, uh, you know, female MC albums that that that, that I've you know that we've reviewed because we got we done Nicki. Yeah, I think we've done we've done Foxy. Yep, we've done. Uh, have we done Lil' Kim? We haven't done Lil' Kim yet. We haven't done Rod Digger yet. We haven't done Eve yet. I think we I think it's only been uh yeah, it's only been Kim um Foxy and the Brat and, and um, Nikki. Queen Latifah actually. Oh yeah, Queen Latifah, and yeah, Nikki. Queen Latifah and Nikki. So so yeah, we 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 we've covered a a wide spectrum if if I if I do say so myself mm -hmm. in, in that sense. 
But to me, this is this is probably like one of my favorite just because of the energy that she brings. Mm-hmm. Like I said, any nigga who who complains about you know female rappers not being hard enough, or, you know, or what the what their content is about, you have no excuse when it comes to the brat dog. Cause exactly. she she's just as hard as any nigga in that era, and I feel like she really brought it. Another thing that I really liked about this album is how easy of a listen it is. It's a uh, a little over thirty minutes long. Yeah, nine tracks. Mm-hmm. They all work cohesively for me. I think for the most part, all of them work cohesively. Yep. And uh, again, there, there's I don't think there's a skip on this on this album to me. Um, there, there, again, there, there's a few things that I might change here and there, but like overall, I, I don't I don't have much to complain about this album. No, it's like I said, it's the the album has a vibe all the way through it. Like you can just catch on it and stick with it. It's cool for something to chill in the background with. It's cool for active listening. I mean, I feel like well, I mean, I can't say that it's cool to have with with the kids to have around because there is still some choice <laughs> language in this. Moment. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> but no, it's a great vibe. It's like it's a great vibe for real. Like I think that like, this album is very well. I mean, again, I love this album. I still love this album. I'm kind of biased, but you know, I'm trying yeah, to yeah, yeah. put that yeah. out the window. I, let me just say let me just say this this is one of them like you say you know you could play this in the background and if your mom or your aunt or your grandma ain't really listening to the lyrics yeah she'll probably enjoy it mm-hmm. exactly she's like oh this show kind of funky yeah like she might be two-stepping hey nah this dog let me tell you i was listening to this shit while i was at work and dog i was just two-stepping in the fucking gatehouse the whole time <laughs> dog it was just it just gave me that vibe dog so definitely i, I feel like any any you know any work of art that can make you feel a certain thing or whatever is is a home run for me. So exactly. this this is definitely that. It gave me. It, it, I feel like it painted nineteen ninety four very very vividly for me. Hey, yeah, put it in a really good light too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, well that really does end the episode for this album review. Uh, we haven't given our review or our oh rating. yeah, that's right. What's the rating? All right, I'm gonna go ahead and give this joint a nine out of ten. Hey, I really like this album, and and to be honest, right, because you know we, we review two uh, two albums every so weeks, yeah. every so often weeks. And the first album, you know, I was kind of getting through it pretty, pretty easily just because I liked a lot of that album, too. And I was kind of like putting this album off a little bit because I was like, OK, this is an older album. I'm a little, I don't know. But dog, this jump blew to me. It, it almost blew the other one out the water once I started listening to it. And it was just a way. To, I don't know. It was just a way easier to listen. And it, it was it was dope. It was dope. So I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. All right. Really dope uh, debut album from The Brat, 1994. So, yeah, that's my take. Well, I'm going to be that guy, and I'm going to give it a, a 10 out of 10. I think that this album is essentially, like you said, it's very good front to back. You don't have to skip a track. Even yeah. the songs that I kind of have issues with, I don't really have issues with because there's just so much other shit in that track to to make it a good track. So, I've, and I mean, again, like this is originally how many, how many rap albums do you know from like 1994 that were like only nine tracks long? Like, yeah, it, no, it, you're right. It didn't you're right. happen. It didn't happen. So, I think that this joint was perfectly timed, perfectly crafted. I think that the brat was a, a lyrical, a, kind of a lyrical genius of her time. I think yeah. Jermaine Dupri was one of the preeminent producers of his time. For sure. And they created a classic. And I think it's just an underground classic because, again, I think that. The brat is just like so underlooked at and so under um under uh what's what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh like appreciated or you know, like people don't really speak on her when they speak of women in hip hop, especially 
you know, ones that kind of, you know, change the way that shit works yeah. in hip hop. Cause I feel yeah, like if, sure. if it wasn't for the brat and her transition from the Queen Latifah era into the Little Kim era, they wouldn't have had that panache to be as gangster as they would have been. It would have been more, oh yeah, kind of like the feel, like the female rappers are now where it's more about rapping off the body and the sex and stuff. Right. Like back then they actually rapped about some gangster shit. And I feel like yeah. that wouldn't have happened if the brat hadn't have been there to make that transition. And it's crazy because, you know, to add to what you were saying, like you said, you know, nobody brings up the brat, or at least not, not nobody, but I feel like whenever I hear people talking about like very strong, uh, female rappers in, in the history of rap, mm-hmm. you know, obviously people bring up Kim. They, some people might bring up Foxy. They'll bring up Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. They obviously they'll bring up Nikki. Yeah. The list goes on, but I, I very rarely do hear the brat. You know, and if I do, it's almost brushed over. It's not like very, people don't really, I don't know, people don't really dive into it as much. And again, I feel like because of that, I had never heard of this, this album. Yep. You know, so definitely, I, I agree 100%. I feel like she's, she's one of those, um, she's definitely something that, that pieced things together, like you said, between the two eras. So I, I agree with you 100%. Bet. All right. Bet. All right. Well, that does end the album review there. <laughs> we brought up some very good points, both of us. But, um, one thing, one more thing before we get up out of here. Uh, did you have an album suggestion for the folks out there today? Yes, I do. So I'm actually going to try to do this as opposed to doing like older uh, joints. But like last week, I, I suggest my guy, Baby Keem, Die for My Bitch, young, young rapper. Here's another young rapper that I've been listening to. His name is Lucky and his album is called Days Before Three. He's actually pretty, he's like pretty popular, but I had just never heard of him. Mm-hmm. But he's like a young nigga and he got a lot of dope songs on here. Obviously, this is kind of like the more like trap kind of shit, right? Yeah. But, but, but I, I, I like this joint. I think it's dope. Uh, I had first seen somebody talk about it on social media and I just went to go listen to it. So that's, that's what I've been listening to, uh, on my time. And, uh, yeah, I think it's dope. Uh, Days Before Three by Lucky. Okay. Check it out. Bet. All right, now the jump that I'm going to go with uh is kind of a throwback jump and it may, it would probably be the air, the beginning of your era. <laughs> and I'm going to okay, go with Petey Pablo, Diary of a Sinner first entry. Jesus Christ, Petey <laughs> Pablo, I haven't heard that name uh, maybe since like the early 2000s though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But honestly, if you listen to his first album, that jump cranks. Like his first album actually was dope. I didn't really mess with his second album too much, but his first jump just off of, you know, honestly, of course, Raise Up. Everybody knows that song. Right. Everybody right. knows that song. Uh, but like one of the best songs on that joint is the next single that he had was I. Like I think that that joint was vicious as fuck. Plus, uh, Fun Room, yo, that was just a goofy ass, fun ass time to listen to him talk about that goofy shit. I don't mean to interrupt you. Petey Pablo was in Goodies? Yeah. He was? Mm hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, though. I thought it was just Sierra. When the fuck does he come in? Does he, he rap on it? He raps on it, I think, like, at the very beginning and I think at the very end or something like that. Like, Or maybe it's just at the very beginning. But, you know, he, no, he does rap kind of at the end, too. But, yeah, he's on that song. Go back and check out the remember. video, bro. I do not remember that because <laughs> I'm over here. I, I looked up Petey Pablo and the first song that came up was Goodies. I was like, for real? I didn't know I that. think that was the last track he was actually on. <laughs> it might have been in 04, yeah. yeah. Definitely, for sure. But uh, also, my testimony and the t- the title track, Diary of a Sinner, 
both mm. solid ass fucking songs so get it, if you get a chance and again you want to hear something a little different yeah, uh pd sure. pablo diary of a center first entry from around 2001 that was one of them albums that came out in my goddamn either right right as my senior year was ending or right after it ended so like right. it's one of them joints that stays up there like it was in heavy rotation back in the day <laughs> nah i feel you i feel you all right. Well, uh, that again, we're done with the episode today. Thank y'all for listening as always. Yes, sir. Uh, y'all know y'all can find us on the social medias, Instagram and Twitter at HQ Podcast. And yes, it is all spelled out. Spell it out. Spell it out. You can also catch us on at, on Facebook at Facebook.com and just search out Hip Hop Heads Podcast. And you can find us for your listening pleasure on Instagram or Instagram. <laughs> yeah, on Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Speaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, and oh yeah! Also, you can catch us on the G Radio now uh, on yes, seven PM on Thursdays. Uh, we are we're thank thankful to those guys over there for uh, mm-hmm. uh, putting our having our first episode air uh, this past Thursday, and yes, we look forward to having more stuff for you guys to check out every week. So keep a keep a play out for that. Uh, to look up the G Radio uh, on Instagram. They're on Twitter. Facebook, Twitter, everywhere you can find them. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Yes, but sir. From us to everybody around the world, we love you guys. Wash your hands, wash your ass, be yeah. safe, take care of each other. We'll holler at you later. Peace. Peace. Oh, yeah.